We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back, everyone. My first guest tonight is Sue Abraham. I'm going to get it right. I know her. I know I could get it right, Sue. Abder Holden, and she's the executive director at NAMI Minnesota. Well, who is NAMI Minnesota? Well, of course, we know that they are the National Alliance of Mental Illness, and we've talked with her before, and I'm excited to have her join us tonight. And she joins us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker um, Hotline. It is so great to have you back, Sue. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. So much going on, so little time, it seems, to heal from it all. And I'm wondering how you're doing. Um, well, I'll be honest, you know, it's been it's been a tough um, year um, for me and, of course, for many people as well. Um, people might not know I, I lost my husband a little over a year ago. And so, you know, I think I can really um, understand what people have gone through, um, especially during the pandemic with so many lives lost. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry to hear of your loss, and I, uh, I've i been through some loss myself, and it's just, it's hard to, to shake, but I know that what you do at NAMI is an incredibly important job, and I'm grateful that you're still there. And of course, last month, uh, tragedy struck at the uh, Shields located inside Eden Prairie Center. I'm sure you know about that. And according yeah. to police reports, a young man went into the sporting goods store, asked to see a handgun then took off. He allegedly loaded his own ammunition into the gun and shot himself in an apparent suicide. When I heard this story, my heart broke. And I'm just curious to know, when you heard this, this story, did you feel as though NAMI wasn't present enough or maybe people didn't turn to you fast enough because you knew that there must have been some type of mental illness that was happening in this man's heart and head. Yes, I mean, and my heart just goes out to the family and, and for people who had to respond to his death as well. I mean, that's never easy. And we do know that, you know, either someone is, you know, has a mental illness, there's maybe depression, or there's some crisis that occurred, you know, an argument, a breakup, you know, a divorce. Um, you know, at some point, we know sexual or physical abuse can play a role. Um, someone's a little bit more vulnerable at this point. And so I was very saddened to hear this, absolutely. It seems as though we just don't uh, pay attention enough. Um, Even with um, your organization, it almost feels like a lot of people think, okay, there are organizations that can handle this sort of thing. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to talk about it. 
Um, and that, to me, is sad because I think we all learn. We've been hearing about guns, 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 you know, for years now. And it's so frustrating because nothing seems to be getting done. Um, and I'm just curious to know, how, do, how does NAMI handle a situation like this? How do you talk about so, it? Well, what we want people to know is that suicide is preventable. And, and certainly we can look for those warning signs, right? You know, changes in, in habits and, and things like that. But the other thing is we also need to look at how can we restrict access to the means that people use to take their own life. And what we know about suicide, um, especially, frankly, when guns are used, is that there, there's an impulsivity that's there. And that often, you know, people are thinking about suicide and then they decide to take their own life. And one of the studies actually showed that um, 24% of the people said that it was less than five minutes between when they thought about taking their own life and when they attempted it. Mm -hmm. And so if we think about how can we, you know, prevent those few minutes, right, what can we do to make it harder? And so we certainly talk about gun locks, right, that makes it much harder certainly separating the ammunition from the guns. Um, the, um, oh, sorry, I don't know who is calling me in my home phone. Oh, <laughs> it never rings. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the marketers are really heavy tonight. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Some but, friend of yours is calling going, you sound great. <laughs> so, that, that could be it. Well, <laughs> well, and, you know, actually the Veterans um, Hospital also has this, really brilliant idea. It was called freeze the keys. And so what you would do is you would take the keys to your gun locks, right, your cabinet, and you would put them in this little container and you would fill the container with water and put it in your freezer. Now, certainly, you know, if you're hunting the next day, you take it out so that, you know, it can defrost and you can use your keys. But if in a moment of despair, it's going to take a little while. You can't put it in the microwave, right, because it's metal and it's going to take a little while to actually defrost it. So it really is, you know, kind of a way, again, we call it means restriction education. Um, what was interesting is that in New Hampshire, they actually did a whole project on this. And it was called the um, Gun Shops. And they worked with, you know, gun owners and gun shops and target, you know, places, all those kinds of things to come together to really educate people about the warning signs of suicide when someone might be vulnerable, and what you can do to keep access to those lethal means, um, you know, very restricted. So many Americans have more than one gun, that's for sure. Um, and I'm, I'm terrified at the number of guns that we have here in our country. Now, according to the Educational Fund to Stop Gun Violence, three out of every five gun deaths is ruled a suicide. That is just tragic to hear. I, I'm... I'm moved to tears um, over that when I read it earlier. So I'm wondering what efforts are being made to bring those numbers down. So it's interesting in Minnesota, actually the number is higher. Um, and oh. so the preliminary data that they were looking at is that 70 to 80% of firearm deaths in Minnesota are actually due to suicide. And, and so what we're seeing is like in Minnesota, the Department of Public Safety, uh, they're using some of the federal funds to actually give out gun locks. They had 10,000 of them that I think they distributed all of them at the state fair. Um, and we're going to be partnering with them to talk about, there's, a, there's an actual class um, uh, called CALM, and it's about means restriction education. 
Um, so we want to make sure that, you know, if someone shows up in an emergency room and perhaps they've attempted or they're feeling suicidal, right, that we educate people um, actually about um, restricting access to lethal means. Hmm. It is just, I don't know, it feels like we're not moving any closer to uh, a way to stop it all. I don't know if it's the laws that need to be changed, um, but there are so many guns. And I, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't wasn't it okay to bring a gun as long as it was um, obvious, as long as it you could the people could see it and check it when they came through the gate? Am I wrong with that? Um, you know, I'm I'm not sure about that one, um, to be honest, but. Um, you know, we actually have quite a few um, laws in Minnesota, um, you know, that rest- that restricts access to guns. You know, so if someone's been involved and in, has a felony, a domestic violence misdemeanor, if they've been committed, you know, for a mental illness, you can't own a gun. Now, some states have done what they call red flag laws. Um, <clears throat> when we look at, you know, kind of nationwide about access to guns, Minnesota's rate in terms of gun death rates, are actually pretty low compared to some other states. Ours is 6.0. Idaho is 15.1. That's remarkable. Of course, you know, the the murders that have been happening in our state has just escalated. Um, And that's frustrating. So I'm just curious to know, what can you tell us tonight Tell our listeners that would calm folks down because they know that these things are happening. We're reading the articles when it happens or we're listening to the radio. And some people cocoon in their homes where they feel safe. Uh, They will not be the ones. If they have guns, they won't be the ones. If they're terrified, um, they're not going to be the ones to to freeze a gun because they're worried that if they need it in the middle of the night, they won't be able to use it. Right, right. Um. You know, again, though, it should be really locked up. You know, you, I know this is hard, this is hard but um, we want to make sure that no one, again, at a, at a time of distress, takes that gun and takes their own life. And, you know, I think when we look at the statistics and things like that, um, you know, homicides are actually, you know, pretty low um, compared to um, suicide deaths. And the homicide rate has actually... Um, well, it seems like it's up. It's really down from um, like 1974. And mm-hmm. so I think we just have to think about, are there some things that we can do, though, to really keep people safe? What we know is when we look at, you know, who, you know who's dying by suicide, it's prevalent in rural areas, men, um, American Indians, and Alaska Natives. Um, but what we're also seeing in the last couple of years is that younger people, it's increasing people of color, um, actually, and again, continuing to increase in rural areas where there tends to be more guns. Mm. That's that's remarkable. I know in your mission, it talks about, um, you talk about through education, support, and advocacy, you strive to affect positive changes in the mental health system and increase the public and professional understanding of mental illness uh, illnesses. And I am always surprised at how little we know 
about mental illnesses. Unless you have someone in your family and you've been well-educated on how or what to look for, that sort of thing. But so many of us really don't know how difficult the work is that you do, especially when it comes to suicide. And we know here in the great state of Minnesota, many people carry guns uh, and many people are afraid not to even not to go without those guns on a daily, you know, <laughs> every day. So yeah. it, it really I, I love that you are, are trying to do this through education, support and advocacy. Is it working? You know, I, I do think it is. One of the things we've seen, frankly, during the pandemic is that people are much more aware of anxiety and depression. Because most people experienced it, right? Even if it was just for a week or two during the pandemic. And we know that the actual rates have increased significantly. We're seeing employers for really the first time saying, what can we do to support the mental health of our employees? Um, Even looking at things like their health plans to make sure that they have easy access to the mental health treatment that people need and deserve. So there's more conversation, honestly. I mean, been with NAMI, it'll be 21 years next month. And the level of conversation and I think awareness is higher than ever. And I think that's a good thing. We need to talk about it. We can't just be quiet about it. Well, I've learned my lesson. Um, I have, you know, I used to get on stage and perform and I would always pick out some guy in the audience close up and I'd say, you know, you want to come up and dance with me or you want to come up and sing with me and it would be just a funny thing to do. But I've learned that there are people that may be in the audience who may have some of these struggles. And if you pick that particular person, then you better be careful because you need to be educated to know exactly what to say or what to do. That I learned. Mm-hmm. I, I think you, you raise a really good point. You know, a lot of us have taken first aid or CPR, and we need to do the same thing around mental health and suicide prevention. Uh, there's a class that's 90 minutes called QPR. It's evidence-based, question, persuade, and refer. We offer it online for free, um, you know, virtually at least once a month. And, of course, this is Suicide Prevention Month, so it's a good time for people to, you know, kind of access that kind of training. But we all need to know what to say and what to do. What to say and what to do. Do you offer classes? Yes, for free. Um, Some in person, but a lot virtually, um, especially, you know, because of the pandemic. And we also offer support groups led by peers. So there are ones for people who live with a mental illness that are led by people with mental illness, ones Mm -hmm. for family members that are um, run by family members. And, you know, these can be tough situations. So talking to people who've been there, done that, right, can be really, really helpful. So and have you, you know, reached out to, I, oh, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Okay, so do you ever reach out to theaters and clubs in town to, to maybe see if you can, you know, get them to know how to um, find someone in the audience, to know what it is that is happening and be educated on it so that they could have the, the right reaction to it? Uh, there are so many of us on the stage in this great state of ours, um, and I worry that now that I understand how this works, I worry about enough of us, just just the artists alone, enough of us mm-hmm. knowing what to do if an incident happens in the audience. I, I suggest I training, that, and I'm yeah. just saying you can charge me, yeah. train me. <laughs> Seriously, you know, we're happy to come. We're happy to come out and do the trainings for free. Um, you know, when we do talk about you know kind of mental health in the workplace or, or mental health, we can do it mental health in the theater. So that people kind of understand, you know, what those things are. But again, we've had, you know, we've had 
um, Target stores have us come out to talk about, you know, how to help their guests who might be struggling um, or having a mental health crisis. So these are things that, that we can do. And again, if we know what to do, we know how to deescalate the situation, we know how to help someone, um, that's what we need to do. You know, if we restrict access to lethal means, you know, if someone attempts once, the chances of them attempting again is very little. Nine out of 10 will not attempt again. And so if we save this life today, we may have saved them for the rest of their life. Oh, my goodness. I am so happy that you came on tonight, Sue. Sue Abderholden, Executive Director of NAMI Minnesota. If you don't know who they are, uh, please send them to your website. What is it? Which is uh, NAMIMNforMinnesota.org. That's N-A-M-I-M-N dot org. It's been a pleasure, Sue. You take care of yourself. Oh, thanks so much for having me on again. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.